picture shit. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. What up, what up? Hey. We are back for act number three of this Any Given Sunday Silver Screen Breakdowns. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Alex. I go by the Fantasy Football Hustler. I'm the other guy, Nelson Times. I go by Nelson Times. I'm in L.A. I'm the other guy. <laughs> the big trio. On silver Screen Breakdowns. Nothing <laughs> but drama is going after a couple wins and a disgusting loss. Now they need one more win to make it to the playoffs. Is it going to be Steeman Willie Beeman or is it going to be Cap Rooney? And is Luther the Shark LeVay going to make it through a game and get enough tackles to get his $1 million bonus? <laughs> and of course, now Cap is ready to play. The team is crumbling right now with Steeman Willie Beeman because of all the drama. And, and hold on. Isn't it like they're playing, he's able to play because they're about to just shoot him up a hell of shit too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, him yeah, and Shark. have to point that part out in the other acts because there's a lot of PED usage. There's a lot of, there's a real, one of the antagonists, I would say, in this movie is that crooked ass tra trainer or yeah. a doctor, whatever he is. Ethics are out the window for him. That's for sure. Him, Cap, and Shark, both of them are getting shot up like crazy oh, before yeah. this game. And Steeman mm -hmm. Willie Beeman, he's got to be a good teammate and be on the bench now after this and this game is nothing but hard-nosed football like the entire time because like, now it almost makes the opposing team play harder because now you got the heroes back yeah you know what i mean yeah now we got to destroy him because what hey when you're a young defender what is you and you're trying to get your you, you want to get your notches right yeah, I got one on Brady. I got one on 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 Manning. I got they trying to get one on Capriati or whatever the fuck his name is. Yep. And uh, so T.O., this is really the only time that you see him. But the first drive from Cap Rooney, he throws a touchdown. And it's one of those go up and get it touchdowns. And then you see T.O. scores the touchdown, toe taps it in. The team holsters him up. He's got his helmet off so you can see him for a couple seconds. Yeah. That's, that's really the only T.O. sighting. I heard that because his agent, they demanded so much. So that's why it was like however much per screen time. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, supposedly. Because he's T.O. has talked about that. Yeah. They, they can't afford more time, more T.L. airtime. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but also, too, he was an active player. Yeah. So it, 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 that's a thing, too, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like you're not even supposed to ride Harleys or bike bikes or anything like that when you're in an in any kind of league like that. Insurance policy. Exactly. Right? There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Give me hold on one second. I got one. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's why they have stuntmen, right, Nelson? They don't need people getting hurt. Yeah, they get paid the most. Their base rate is the most. Yeah. And now we don't have to get insured to do this podcast because it'll just be an AI generated boogie. <laughs> like the one before your eyes. <laughs> you don't know who's real or not. Who's real? <laughs> Once you touch the person, right? Yeah, I can't wait to embrace you when I'm in Vegas. I'm just gonna give you one of the hugs. Ah, come right, bring it in. So this game is in on the south side of Vegas. Yeah. By the way, what's up? 
staying on the south side of Vegas, by the way. There we go. Okay. Right by the MGM Grand there. Nice. Okay. I see. Are you by the airport? Are you by the airport? Yeah, the places by the airport. Or the place, yep. Alex? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Then I'm right there. There we go. Yeah, August 18th, 19th, and 20th. For those who don't know, we're going to be doing a big event, big live event in yes. Vegas. We're going to be doing a live Silver Screen Breakdown podcast. We're going to be partying the real variants of us. We're going to oh, be yeah. partying. But then you'll still be able to tune in and see the AI-generated versions of us. <laughs> Just handling business. While we're oh, I can't blasted. wait. It's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. be off, actually. We're not, we're not working at all. So this game, it's got good and it's good football on both sides of the ball right away. But the Knights, that's the team that they're playing. It's nothing but good football from them. I feel like they had three drives and they score three touchdowns. But they are bringing it to cap. He gets hit a couple times and he's like down. You can already see he is just my pancreas. (laughs) No, you mean your spine? Yeah, and my pancreas. Yeah. He does go out in a blaze of glory, though, because he does get a shot to run in a touchdown. He ends up just getting completely smashed. Annihilated. <laughs> but he doesn't fumble. He holds on to the ball. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah, his wife was happy, at least. I was like, thank goodness she's happy. Hey, yeah, because yeah, she's like, God damn it, that's who I married. He's getting some a hand job tonight. She's like, that's that pussy's not even, he didn't even reach the pussy yet. He was like, he's getting a hand job tonight. <laughs> What's very interesting is that they it's a whole lifestyle that they like that lifestyle, the the party girls and the hookers and stuff. Yeah, I just like being around that stuff. It's very addictive. It's so it's a big status thing. It's the laws of attraction, right? It's natural selection. You got all this testosterone going on, and then you got all this pheromone induced women. Just they just tracks each other. You know what I mean? In the wild, be around that kind of stuff. In the wild, bro. A lot of people want to be around just parties like that. Like, I would imagine, bro, if we were like a pack of wolves, right? You know what I'm saying? I think the biggest, baddest wolf, bro, he's the alpha. He's getting all the pussy. They want to mate with him. I want my kids to be the baddest motherfucker like this motherfucker. So I got to fuck him. You know what I mean? That's how how the the female wolves is thinking, right? See? And then that's how it is in in real life, bro. You know what's crazy is like Tom Brady actually had it right. He's like, I'm going to marry a supermodel. Check. But... She's got to be like 5'11", because I'm 6'5", and my kids will be athletic. This is the genotype right here. You know what I'm saying? And I can't believe that I totally forgot that I had a little part <laughs> of the pregame speech. So even though we've already made it up to halftime in the movie. Rewind! We're going to be kind and rewind, and we're going to bring it's it back. It's a fucking two-hour two and 40-minute two movie, brother. Hold on. This was my fault. I, 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 well, don't know what that means. Let's they don't know what it means that, anymore. Bro. Be kind and rewind. They're like, what? The real, the real ones will understand. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, Every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, 
That's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. Between living and dying. <laughs> oh man. That's like, like that's one of the greatest speeches like I think ever. Yeah. It's it's gotta be up there with Abraham Lincoln's four score seven years ago. <laughs> it's that legendary, bro. For sure. Damn. So at halftime, we've actually made it to halftime oh, now. What's that? Water. Oh, I was just gonna say, I was one time, I was in the locker room a couple of times with my friend's father coached pro hot football in Canada. He was American. He was from here, but he coached up there. And I heard the talk. It was pretty cool. Nice. They do talk similar to that. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is not. It's not as dramatic, but and they're walking around the locker room, just everyone's just freaking naked, <laughs> naked and stuff. And yeah, reporters are in there and stuff. It's just normal. It's true. I be giving speeches like that on a daily, bro. I be like, listen, we're going to get through this shit. They wanted to put hurdles in front of us. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to make it difficult, but we got a chip on our shoulder. We're going to get it. He's like, sir, I'm just here to install the cable. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead, it's right there. I'm the cable guy. <laughs> what I up, Jamie? Hey, make sure you check it out on replay, Jamie. And if you listen to podcasts, go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns podcast, and then you can check it out in our three. We always do a three act series. Monday is in my mind. Jamie looks like the lead singer of Sublime. <laughs> Wednesday is Act Two. Am I then, am I far off? And then Friday is uh, I don't know what Sublime looks like. I've heard of them. I don't know them. The lead, like, I don't know what that looks like. like a, he's like a, he's like a, he's a dashing dude. He's like a bald white dude. However, but Jamie's a black guy. No, <laughs> you said Jamie Fox, didn't you? I was talking about Jamie in the chat. Oh yeah. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know that. <laughs> what up, OG? I was really confused, but then that's right. The Jamie Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Hey yo. Okay. Let's look at that OG comic shout out. And so. Before they come back out, because we do get some crazy football and some crazy shit, like in the second half, it's Cameron Diaz coming down. You take his ass out. You put Willie Beeman in. And he already had planned to do that at that point, but she's coming down trying to big dick swing. Yeah. Al Pacino's got to give him a little pep talk as they're going out there, but they're ready to go. This team is hyped the fuck up. The crazy part is what Hurst says. He said that eyeball scene was horrific. Ooh. But do you remember that Nelson dude pokes out his eye on the field? I do. I was eating at the time. I was like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> okay, yeah. hold on. What were you eating? Not gonna say. Were you eating like meat, meatballs and spaghetti? Spaghetti? No. And thank goodness. Like, oh, God damn it. Thank goodness. You got me thinking if that ever really happened, though. No. In real uh, life, you think maybe one. Hey, listen. I seen a dude. Punch a dude right in the temple, and that dude's eye, he broke his whole orbital shit, and the dude's eye was hanging out, like literally right and just holding on to it. I saw that. Uh, How'd you, you think that looked, Nelson? Realistic, unrealistic? It would look really, it looked realistic. It just looked gross, man. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, what? 
Oliver Stone prides himself on no computer gener no computer generated graphics or anything like that. So that actually happened, bro. And with the actual football that we get, both teams are stepping it up. So we get some crazy football coming back and forth. But Jamie Foxx is doing his thing. He's they're right there. They're within scoring. They just keep going back and forth. They're trading touchdowns. So they're not. They don't pass them in score, but every time the Knights score, the Sharks come back and they answer with a score. And Luther, I mean, it was a crazy scene. LT, he makes his final tackle. He needed one more tackle to get the bonus. And it's like, it, it's a heads up hit where he lowers his head, running back oh. lowers his head. They meet each other right in the trenches and he makes the tackle and he's like down, like, Everybody rushes the field. It looks like he's like completely out. Possibly could even be dead. dead. But he heard the song ringing in his ear. In his ear. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He goes, Coach, did I stop him? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I just almost teared up a little bit. I was feeling a little emotional on that part because I thought he was dead. It's like, shit. Yeah. You know what's so crazy too? Is like, I like that. Coach, should I slap him? That's so old school because nowadays protocol. Don't want to touch him. Everyone, back up. You know what I mean? They got, you know what I'm saying? They're going to strap him to the board and fucking make sure. This was legit. This is like a DeMar Hamlin like type of case, right? Uh, this is how deep it went. He got his million. Hey, but he, he ever his seen ball, that but the song is playing people, in his head right now. These people playing soccer, these soccer guys get hurt. There's a there's stuff on YouTube. They're getting carried off and they, they dropped the player. You got to remember bonuses. More than once. <laughs> you got to remember too, these motherfuckers came from nothing. Right, like when you get you make it to the league, a lot of times you came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's different these days. You have like kids that are like athlete kids, right? Kids of athletes, so they have money. You know what I mean? And you're training with best trainers and stuff like that. A lot of times these kids don't have that. They come from nothing. They get there. They need to get this million. You know what that bonus is? Non-taxed. You know what I'm saying? And they play in Florida, so they are they getting it all already. But it's like they're probably not getting much because of that. Especially well, the, uh, bonus, the bonuses are taxed. Like bonuses, are they? Uh, bonuses are just like commissions. You get taxed like the highest. Man, like, I was the one giving out the bonuses. That's why. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the best boss. Yeah, they're man. taxed, man. But I'm man. the best boss. I know the, I know the line that always gave me goosebumps was he was like, "Don't you drop me? I'm worth a million dollars." Yeah. Finally, you like, got paid. Man. You got paid. You smiling with them gold teeth? <laughs> yeah. And Willie Beeman, he's out there, like, he's making play, like, after, especially after this play, with Shark going down and getting carried off and all that, that re-energized, like, the entire team. He makes the tackle. Willie Beeman comes out there, throws the touchdown to Bill Bellamy, but then it's like, there's, like, a holding call, like, out there. So, man, it's what, just one of those where, bring it all the way back. Bring it back. Mm, don't fuck it, man. That's why I don't celebrate earlier in fantasy. One thing that you see right away, and probably should have said this like right in the beginning, but one of the first touchdowns that he gets going, it's he gets it to LL Cool J, and they're like hugging each other like in the end zone. So they kind of yeah, because you know what I'm saying it's it's in a culmination right there. You know what I mean? Like, hey, fuck everything on the side on, on outside of this. On yeah. here, I need you to be right here with me. Yeah. On here, I need you right here. That's why we're embracing right now. Look at this. We just put six up. You know what I mean? Yep. Ooh. And then you get, there's like 10 seconds or eight seconds, something like that. <laughs> and you get a play that you think might go for the touchdown, but no, LL Cool J, he does the right thing. He gets out of bounds to conserve the clock. 
and Al Pacino. He's Not giving thinking. he's giving Steeman Willie Beeman, giving them the uh, giving him everything he needs to do to put the team on his shoulders. And they're at, I believe, the two yard line, maybe the three yard line. And, and this is where it goes into slow motion. Nelson, you remember that when uh, mm-hmm. right towards the end, you get the snap, it starts going into slow motion. He's seeing look like images of Super Bowl one or something like that. He's super old school football players with the leather helmets on. And he's like witnessing the a couple coaches. I think he showed Lombardi thing maybe too. I think so. Oh, he's like, yeah. He's just visualizing the greatness of the guys in the past. The football. Yeah, that was cool. That was very dramatic. I like that. It runs it up. Feel good. Runs it up the middle, jumps over the line, and gets it into the end zone to win the game. And Steaming Willie Beeman does it. My name is and Al Pacino can't, he can't even believe himself. Like, he can't believe that they actually won this game. I felt proud of him. I was happy for him. But the twist, I was not ready for that twist at the end, though. That was pretty awesome, right? Is that That not like the best part of the movie? Yeah, I had no idea that the movie just ended. It was a perfect ending. Yeah. I guess we'll get into that soon. We're almost there. Yeah. I mean, it it ends with him talking to Jamie Foxx. And it's a lot of good dialogue. If you guys haven't seen the movie, you guys just need to go see the movie. It's a lot of good dialogue. It's long. It's lengthy. But it's totally worth it. It's a really good story. It's directed really well, acted really well. And then it just cuts from them and their post-game chat. And then it jumps into the credits and it jumps into Al Pacino getting a send off from the Sharks. He already knew that they weren't going to bring him back. You know, it's really cool. This is like early post-credit stuff, semi-post-credit. This was like popular back in the 90s. But they would usually show outtakes or something like this at this point. But this yeah. was like when they're actually showing like still dialogue for the movie. You know I mean, this was like cool, actually. I'm a big fan of staying all the way through the credits just because you never know what's going to happen. You know... I want to say something real quick. As an artist, like that makes music. There's nothing that I appreciate more when someone goes, bro, I listened to your whole tape, bro. It's dope. And like, yeah, oh, shit, right. word. You know what I mean? Like when you sit through and you listening and you see those names, like those names mean something. Like they all contributed to this. What You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And this is, the, and pun intended, it's the credits, right? But that's the only credit they really get. But Bogey, I tell you, the first time, would you agree with this? First time I saw my name in credits, I remember doing some show. Oh, yeah. the I worked with Robert Townsend. It was an NBC movie. I see myself on national TV like that. I did commercials, but seeing like a movie on NBC. And then he's, but it was cool seeing, because I knew the scene, but I had to wait to watch the end just to see my name in the credits. Yeah. It was just amazing. Ooh, to see it. Oh, yeah, this is my name. Yeah. There I, I had to wait. So, like, when you do your music, it's the same thing. When you see your name written mm-hmm. on there, it's a, a different. It's different than you singing like one it, thing, like me like acting. It, but you see your name on there, it solidifies it. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, artist is. It's like a projection. Like our art is a projection of who we are. But you know what I'm saying? Because this is the form of whatever it may be, whether it's acting or music. But you know what I'm saying? For me, being an artist, I, there's a level of, of an ego that that kind of drives me. Where I, like, you know, what I'm saying I want them to know this is me. But then at the same time, I got to a point where I love 
being a part of other dope songs that I have nothing to do with on the song, but I produced it or I co-produced it or like I, I wrote it or you know what I mean right. like, and then I'm in the credits and I'm like, oh, whore. I was in the credits as an artist, but now I'm this other, you know what I mean? It's a, I don't know. And for me too, I'm, I'm an overindulger naturally in life. And something I enjoy, I'm going to overindulge in it. And like things like this get me high, like by spite in the science, endorphins get going. You know what I mean? I love this. I love creating. I get like doing this podcast. I wake up early in the morning, no matter what, for the kids, even in, but nowadays too, the kids are getting grown or so they just sleep in. And now it's like this window and I get to get up and I get look forward to doing this morning show every day, seven days a week. Because if me and Hus, if one day somebody notices this thing and they put us on, but we're going to remember, we used to get up hella early every day. Like it was like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I enjoy, I love the process of everything. You know what I mean? The result is what's funny is like the consumer or the fan, or I don't like saying that word fan because that sounds like stupid and I'm not that egotistical, but the people, whoever consumes the content that we put out, whether it's music or, or movies or film, like in your case, Nelly, or like it, 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 they don't see the process. They just get the end result. You know what I mean? So right. they, yeah, I was looking on that before. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? So is this guy like, cool that on this show specifically, if they watch live, they do get to see the process. Because even if there is little pieces that are cut, cut, you can out, like, deliver that line better. You can deliver that line better. And so let's get back on the rails here. So we got off the rails right when we were talking about the credits, because during the credits of this movie, we get a whole, what it looks like, it's a ceremony where they're pretty much sending off old Coach Tony. They think he's about to retire, bro. Sending him off into the sunset. They don't want no part of him anymore, but they're going to make him go out like a Greek. Gracefully. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, what they should do. But Al Pacino's got other plans. He has an ace up the, he has an ace, he has a trick up his sleeve, an ace in the hole. He goes up to the podium. <laughs> and Bogey, you want to give a little... You want to let everyone know what he says? I'm going to paraphrase it in the bogey version. He comes up and he says, listen, man, shout out to everybody. It was fun while it lasted. You know what I'm saying? It was great while it lasted. But you know what, though? I'm going to be the new head coach of the fucking, what was it, the New Mexico, the Albuquerque, what was it? It was, yeah, the Albuquerque. Al the the Albuquerque Aztecs or something like that. What is it? Is that what it was? Either way, he's like, Aztecs or something. Wait for it. My QB. It's finna be steaming Willie Beeman. Hit the drop. <laughs> My name is Willie. Yeah. <laughs> they were not ready for it. They were not ready for it. The shockwave sent to the Miami Sharks was ridiculous. And Jim Brown is there like laughing. Like it's, it's like this guy done lost it. That's what he's probably. That's why he's laughing. In my opinion, he went out on real high note because they don't still don't believe in that kid. A lot he, but he does though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He does because it goes back to that conversation they had when they was in that fucking when they was at Pacino's when he brought him the flowers and whatnot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's two different ideologies, old school and new school, but you know what I'm saying? But like he see, he made, Willie Beeman made that coach a human again because yeah. before he's a product of the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm the coach. You're the player. Do what I say and I get you to success. You know what I mean? I'll take you to the promised land. This kid liberated him. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? This kid liberated him. Remember how far he was like removed from reality? Just remember like your mama's ringing the dinner bell, but you want to get that last part of the game in. And I tell you, just run to the Buick and turn around. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty racist. <laughs> he's like, ah. Oh, he was telling him to when he was telling him to on the field. Remember, it was like, yeah. he was like, scratch that. Remember, he's like, pretend you're in the streets. Remember? Yeah. He's like, pretend you're in the streets. Go to the Buick. Throw it out of the Buick. Or whatever the fuck he referenced. Yeah, it was, it was racist. But, but that was the time. They were saying all kind of faggots too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, And it's Oliver Stone. He's not going to front nothing. Look, he, he made an entire movie about how it really is in the industry of football. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That it is corrupt and it is. And these players are, are their commodities. And uh, this is before, this is how bad it was then before money really came into the, to the league. You know what I'm saying? And we're not far. And because all the kids that are in their twenties right now, you guys grew up in football, having money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I remember, I remember Steve Young being a concussed motherfucker. He's out there, B. He's coming out. Of the locker room, you're like, fuck yeah, he's dizzy as a motherfucker. That's why he's running around. Yeah. You feel me? It was a different football. Shout out to Steve Young. You yeah. see him at the Albertson. And what do you think of that, Nelson? You said it earlier that you weren't expecting the twist at the end. No, it wasn't. So I was trying to think about how that came about. Did he? Oh, yeah. I was wondering who snitched on the, who told the commissioner what she was up to as far as moving the team to LA. How did that leak out? I didn't really find out or I yeah. missed it somehow. So yeah, I thought maybe was he rewarded by the commissioner? Is that why he got to wasn't it from one of the and manage the team and wasn't it like they were like wasn't it like the rumor like someone referenced it? But she taught she had I think she violated the commissioner said that she there's she's in violation. So I'm thinking right was he rewarded who leaked that information? It probably was out when you think about it, because there wasn't too many people that actually knew yeah. about it. And she knew. It. I'm pretty sure in one of those scenes, she says something to him about that. Oh, yeah, about moving to the, to moving the team. Yeah. Yeah, she does. No, I do remember that. She did say something, there, but I'm missing the part where I don't know who told the commissioner. So it had to be him. they ever actually show. Well, because also, too, though, you got to remember what the character of, of Cameron Diaz, bro, is like. They didn't like how she's trying to change the organization and do all this and that. And, yeah. and it goes back to egos, right? Like, okay, this is my daddy's team, but it's my team now. I'm the owner now. I'm going to make it in my face. I'm moving the team. There's opportunity there. Look at the money they're giving us. This is what my dad would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's crazy as hell. But it's really the ego. She's, I want to make a name. I want to make some waves here. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I thought maybe he was rewarded the team because he dad. told the commissioner, right? That's what I was thinking. No, I don't think so. I think no, he was. No, just... because they were making an expansion team already. I think that was somewhere early in the movie. They referenced that there's this new expansion team that they're creating. You know what I mean? And she already told him that they're not bringing him back. They're moving yeah. more towards the passing. So, so behind the scenes. So in football, too. You always keep your po- you always keep your pockets loaded. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it doesn't it's not a shocking turn of events for someone like me watching this again, like rewatching it, where I'm like, oh yeah, he had the ace in a hole as soon as the bitch told him, you know what I'm saying? And see, and he wouldn't fucking on her because that would just be that would just be in poor taste, because that's his, you know, his man's daughter, right? Like the yeah. former owner's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. But also too, she would confide in him and then he leveraged her like that. He was like, Okay, yeah, tell me more. 
Uh-huh. And he's oh shit. She wasn't All that right. smart. Yeah. He got her in that sense. Well, he you know her, yeah. So he already had it worked out, and he's gonna bring this fucking guy who they don't like. He's gonna take him with him. You know what I mean? Yep, because it's not like he had any kind of contract or anything. Fuck no, he's a third stringer fucking journeyman already. 26 years old, you know what I mean? We're going to get into ratings, and I'll go first on this. And Nelson said, I'm going to give a little bit more context besides just I'd own this. Because, of course, I own this movie. And this is one of those ones, like, I have to watch this movie, like, every single year, getting ready for football season. Because this is, like, the ultimate football movie from the 90s star-studded cast great director steaming willie beeman third string qb story and all the drama that comes with being a player as far as all the drugs that they showed the the with the incentives and the contracts and then bringing up a lot of the racist tendencies with uh, with the young black players and how they never become anything higher than a lot just never become anything higher than really like college superstars they put a lot on blast i like it i think if i'm giving this a rating out of 100 this has got to be a 90 i'm giving it a 93 out of 100 i'm always rating mine i'm actually gonna let our man nelly go yeah So now right, three thoughts. No, I thought we were rating the your system. We are okay. I guess I didn't even say what the. System hey man, what's the Nelly system? Because I'm always gonna rate on the bogey system. We can rate on all the systems. Fine. We're doing it based on the rentals, and so I. Yeah, that's what I was rating on the rentals. A lot of these movies I already own. I so danced to the beat of my own drum. I was going more in depth of that, but the rating system that we do, you own it, means you love it. Five day rental, above average. Two day rental. Uh, kind of average, maybe even a little bit below average. Same day rental, big thumbs down. Go ahead. I own this mofo. Oh, I, I give like it a that. name, man. Was this the first time you ever watched it, my good brother? No, I saw it years ago, but I don't but, remember. But it didn't. It 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 was, but now you're watching with a different eye. It was good, and everyone liked it. It was like it was a the talk of the town about like how good the movie was. Who stood out? I remember when it came out. Who stood out to you as far as like actors in the movie? Oh, my bad. Still Nelly. Hold on. Who stood out? I would say. Oh, Jamie was good. Ah, you stole mine. I'm trying to think if there's any other character actors that were compelling. You, you like LL, right? I heard you say that a couple of times that he actually was. Yeah, good. I like LL. I like LL. Like he played the good character. It wasn't like he did. I like it was the, LL being like LL. Well, LL, LL, LL never had a huge range. He was just pissed he's off. LL, he's he LL, right? No, it's not that he was LL. It's that he was. Bro, it's, when it's, I watched him in, and what's the joint he's in? Oh, you have finished, man. Oh, yeah, letting us finish. I'm trying to get my thought out because I keep talking about thinking at the same time that <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with bogeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick. No, LL, no, but what I mean by oh, LL. Man, I was killing his whole Yeah, show. He was just pissed off most of his scenes. Yeah. But he played the character well. He was a good character, but he didn't have a wide range of different emotional scenes for that character, but the character was good. The only time he was happy was when he was hanging with the hose and doing blow. Here's the bogey ranking. I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it 100. This is the perfect kind of score for me, personally. Yeah. Because I love Jamie Foxx, love Pacino, 
Love Oliver Stone flicks. It's giving me everything I love. Love football. Love drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's checking all the lists. This is how I rock in life. I want to identify with things on several levels. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I felt like when I was a kid, I loved Jamie Foxx, bro. He was fucking the shit to me. And he's a Sagittarius, and I never knew that until Siri came around. I was like, oh, no fucking wonder. Because he was, like, I like out of li- in living color. I love Jim Carrey. Love Tommy Davidson. Love fucking, loved all of them. For real, though, on living color. Loved all of them. Jamie Foxx, though, was one of those ones, like, man, Jamie Foxx is hella funny. And he's hella dope, talented. Because I remember that Christmas special, you know what I'm saying, where this is the first time that, because Jamie's the funny motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they said, and so they go, hey, they pull out, they have the grand piano, and then Jamie comes out, he's wearing the fucking thing. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Jamie, take it off. He's getting down. Uh, I'm to miss her time. I'm home again. This Christmas. I'm like, oh, he's tight. Yeah, I remember him doing that a couple times. I'm like, he's and I was like, man, tight. I don't know if Jamie played the piano. He's really, he's an artist. He's good. He's a fucking true triple threat. And he got all the accolades to solidify it. He has the Emmy. He has the Oscar. He has the Grammy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's solidified. Emmy, Oscar, Grammy, yeah. He's solidified. You know what I mean? And this is the jump off right here. This was the one. Because he was now, you know, it, it's a metaphor for the movie, right? Cameron Diaz, new owner. She's young. And she's might it might have been bestowed upon her and she didn't deserve it, right? It's like getting this role. A lot of actors looked at Jamie, uh, the mother, even LL. Look, man, I had to audition for this shit. I had to work hard. Motherfucker, you next to Pacino, man. Get your A game. Man, shut the fuck up, LL. Fuck, mama said knock you out, bitch. You know what I mean? There was some ego there. He wasn't being taken serious as a serious actor. Yeah. He's the guy who's Wanda. Jamie Foxx, he tells a story um, when he was on a set of In Living Color. And, and they did their shooting and, and Teddy Riley and Black Sheep, they come through and they perform. And he says, Teddy, he's run down. Teddy, here, okay, here's my demo tape. Please listen to it. And he says, nah, man, don't quit your day job, bro. And he said, maybe I shouldn't have been dressed as, as Shanae, what is it, Wanda, right? Yeah. But he ran up to him dressed as Wanda. Hey, bro, hey, say, bro, listen to my tape. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, when they did Any Given Sunday, if you look at the soundtrack, he got joints on there. That's the actual song, the drop. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, yeah, he did Willie and he did that other one. Yeah, the Sunday. The Monday. Sunday. Sunday. Like, he was like. Yeah, I watched all the credits on the, at the end, yeah. This yeah. is like, this movie did it for Jamie Foxx. You know what I mean? And Jamie, even Jamie Foxx, that's not his real name. And it's dope because he. Oh, yeah, that's right. Art, it goes all the way back to him just trying to get on that he noticed that. Hey, when I go to these open mics and I put my name down, you know what I'm saying? They have all these men here, but they have one or two women and they're going to make sure those women get on there. So I'm going to, I'm going to find different unisex names. It's like Jamie Foxx. So they're just going to per- perhaps pick my name to make sure they're keeping the fucking, the, what's the word I'm like? Dem- demographic, right? Yeah. And then when he kept getting on, picked as Jamie, that's so it's stuck. You know what I mean? Like he's always been trying to finagle his way in. And it kind of crazy, even with the parties that he was doing. Yeah, and it kind of represents Willie Beeman. The character represents Jamie Foxx's come up. 
because it's once you got like, it, they were asking him like, "What kind of food did you have?" And she was like, "Man, I was getting like KFC, but I was putting in nice bowls though." Yeah, putting in a nice little. <laughs> <laughs> he told Diddy he'll throw a party that rivals his shit on based yeah. on the people he knows. Yeah, because he was coming. Hey, before the parties, right? Before throwing them parties was an idea. He would show up to different big events with the big camera. All right, let's go ahead and wrap cool, this man. up here. We got. If you guys don't follow us on the Silver Screen Breakdowns podcast, go follow us. Apple's Spotify, leave us a review so we know that you're listening on the podcast. Five star review for sure. And if you're listening on podcast form, go follow us on the YouTube channel. Go show some love. You can actually watch us live every Friday, five o'clock West Coast time, eight Eastern. Nelly, Nelson Times, Instagram. You can find me. You can find me on YouTube as well. Just search my name and oh, turn that down. That was kind of tight. It was almost like it was almost like a motif. Huh? You should have let it keep going. I thought you had a plan now. Like you had a motif. Oh, that? Oh, no. That's a text oh, that's hard. That yeah. Hard. Yeah, YouTube, Demo Reel, some acting footage. There you go again. Let it keep going. <laughs> I turned that down. And I'll continue. Oh, come on. That's my, that's my neighbor again texting me. He usually comes over, but now he's texting. So <laughs> doesn't stop. Actually, he might be going to Vegas when we go. We should when bring I, him on the show. Over there. We should bring him on the show one time. Victor? Yeah, have you, you have him right there next to you. That would be tight. You guys want to talk to Vic? Why not? I can bring him on. You wanted to talk to us? <laughs> I mean, it's what's the difference, right? You wanted to talk to us. I mean, my it's gonna be the live podcast. Yeah, there'll be a bunch of people there. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Oh, he's gonna be there with his Vegas. Yeah, meeting Michelle. She's uh one of my former girlfriends. She's gonna meet me there. But we're like I'll stay with you guys on a Friday. Hey, Nelly, now look at him. And then we got a, a we got a place down by the airport there. But then I'll nice. stay with you guys first, and then she's I think she's gonna go to the Grand Canyon. She's talking about, but I'm not going. I just want to say I've been there. It looks just like the postcards. It's not too far yeah. away from Vegas, but yeah, I'll, people fall uh, while the lights are out. Because you been hard. there, Alex? No, never have. I want to say something right now. Yeah, is there like edges? Do people fall off the cliff or something? I don't think you can. Get they got you know, hey, Listen, look at the postcard. You've been there. <laughs> All right. Great show, everybody. Oh, let me close it. Universe, give me money. I oh, see. I already fucked up my closing. <laughs> the earth is my turf. The universe, give me money. Peace hey. out, peeps. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most lit